Mm-hmm. All right. The stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. I'm from Oregon. I drink my coffee, smoke my reefer in the morning. I roll two J's up and then I don't Petey boy. Welcome to fucking Hippie Speedball hey, again, buddy. Thanks, thanks for having me. Dude, again. yeah, again, <laughs> right, I know. So a little backstory. So we did this whole episode. My computer decided to update and everything, and then it was just like, nope, I'm not going to keep this one or another one. So I just redid the other one yesterday, redoing this one today, and I really appreciate you guys, you and J9. Shout out J9, Antonio Jackson, great fucking guy. And so we, um, I'm really happy because like, whenever I first met you, dude, it was actually on... Uh, technically it was pot Sorry. of Portland. Well, I, I was on pot of Portland. I think you were on her yeah. other show, just Josh and with Joss. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Jocelyn Boyer. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we were, um, we were hanging out there at the social club. Shout out to Joss for basically introducing us for sure. and we, we were hanging out at the social club, dude. And I was like, this dude's fucking dope. And then I got to know your music. Love your fucking music, bro. You, like you, I really, you. really do. It's really enjoyable because one, one of my favorite styles of rap, and I was talking to Sammy V about this too, mm-hmm. is it's like, it's it's very I like whenever people are a little bit more kind of like jazzy with it, you yeah. know, like they kind of take more chill. of like, yeah, it's it's more chill. It's not so like directly on the beat. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of just it, it's weird because like I, the only way I can describe it is jazzy because it flows off the beat and mm-hmm. then it lands exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. Like and I fucking love that shit, man. I like to uh, fuck with the pocket of things. So that, mm-hmm. like a pocket is just or yeah, pocket in, in music. Um, it's like riding the beat. So I like to like switch it up every, you know, like four bars or something like that. Yeah. Just give different vibes. Well, no, for sure, man. And you, and you, you create such a really good element with your music, man, because it, 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 it's one of those things that it doesn't, it it feels a lot more holistic. Like, because whenever I'm listening to you rap, it's more drawing and I really like it whenever an MC can do that, bro. So, yeah. yeah. So I want to, I want to kind of go into how you developed your rapping style now. Like, did you start off where it was kind of more like, you know, it was kind of more like where it was like that, that simple kind of on the beat and you kind of evolved it or how did that all kind of start for you? I think, um, it probably developed, more so out of like uh I listened to a lot of R and B growing up. Mm, so okay. um it was about melodies and harmonies and um What sort of R and B artist did you like to listen to? Um <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Fuck um, yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Mm, um, classics. Yeah, very classic Boys to Man, Drew Hill, nice like nineties R and B as well. Mm-hmm. Um eighties soul. Um just a, a lot of people. Patty LaBelle, um is just so mean a name, really. But, For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. But yeah, no. That's, so probably a lot of Motown and then 90s yeah, R&B stuff. a lot of Motown. I also, love Motown. Know, being in the Midwest is where I was raised at. Oh, um, yeah. That makes perfect sense, uh, too. Yeah, You're so, not too far from Detroit anyway. Nope. So that's and I lived fucking... in Michigan for five years as well nice. when I was younger. What part? So, uh, Lansing. My mom, Lansing. Oh, okay. Michigan I love Michigan, bro. I got to visit Michigan when I went to... Yeah, it was. I got to. I got went to uh, Ann Arbor mm-hmm. and I got to hang out in Detroit, too. And so it was really awesome because I went there for the NHL Winter Classic mm-hmm. where the Red Wings played against the Maple Leafs and it was at the Big House at Michigan Stadium. Nice. Bro. I've never been because, you know, I'm, I'm on the other side of mm-hmm. Michigan State. But uh, my family, my dad and my brother both are huge fans of Michigan. So nice. it's divided. So. Dude, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I have that in my family with um with Oregon State and mm-hmm. U of O. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> exactly. And so, um, but like, it was, it was a lot of fun. I fucking loved Michigan, man. And the one thing that... Was, 
that's really cool about Motown. I just kind of want to spit this little fact that not a lot of people know this, that a lot of those songs, like the major popular songs of mm-hmm. like the Motown era were actually the same band, just mm-hmm. with different singers. Yep. And they were called the <laughs> Funk Brothers. And they all had different um, or they had just had different lead singers. Exactly. Yeah. And then like they would rotate through. I mean, even as far as like, you know, um, like the Temptations mm-hmm. and uh, like Edith Fitzgerald and a lot of like older singers, they mm-hmm. would just play with the Funk Brothers. And one of my favorite members of the Funk Brothers was actually their bass player. And mm-hmm. his name was James Jamerson. And he used to I know, dude, he used to play <laughs> with he used to play with one finger. So all of those iconic bass lines in those songs are played with just one single finger. And he had all of his fingers. Right. He just used that one for some reason. (laughs) That's hilarious. And he was like, he was kind of like the, you know, he was kind of like, kind of like the badass of the Motown, like band members. He was just flexing. He's like, I didn't do this shit with one finger. Dude. And he used to fucking party a lot. And he was hanging out of his mouth. Oh, dude. He would, he would smoke a lot too. And also he would record lying on his back. Come on, legend. <laughs> Just because he can, legend, right? Came with one finger laying on his back. What are you talking? There's about? There's a handful of musicians that have done that. And it's really weird. Like I know Ace Freely from Kiss. There was a few songs that he's the guitar player for Kiss, mm-hmm. and he, there was a few songs that he recorded just lying on his back. I tried that one time. I I don't like it. Like when I'm playing guitar, I can't like, play guitar standing up or sitting <laughs> so, like, laying down. Is I like, can't play guitar in any position. Right. But hey, dude, I I can't rap, so it's an even <laughs> trade. There you go, bro. We both provide a service to the music scene. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So so you had like that soul kind of Motown sort of influence, and how did that kind of transition into hip hop? Um. Because uh, I was told I, uh, by a good friend of mine early on that just like, yeah, you can rap, but you just like you rapping people's ears off. So mm. <laughs> you just kind of um, to switch up the styles to um, oh shit, elevate. Okay, um, switches up the style. <laughs> um, just kind of makes it interesting. Just a little bit. There you go. Tight. Makes it interesting. Um, every you know keeps people drawn in every couple of bars. Um, yeah. Just so like. I'm still rapping. It's just I'm saying it differently, mm-hmm. or you know, here or there, or and really just what where the beat tells mm. you, tells you to put words at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like sometimes people get on me for like leaving the outro so long, but it's like nah. Sometimes you gotta feel just to process whatever I just said, mm-hmm. or just you know, you have your own thoughts on what you would, what you would hear on a beat. You mm, know? So okay, you can you know have your own interpretation of what you thought should go at that second part. Mm, nice, man. So tell me about your, like your, uh, your writing process. Like, so, um, I mean, I know, I know we, when we talked before, I mean, you just, you're a natural, just a writer anyway. Yeah, just a writer You've always been a writer. Mm-hmm. You like it from stories, poems, everything like that, mm-hmm. which is a, another reason why I think we vibe so well together, which by the way, we're going to get fucked up and go bowling too, man. <laughs> For sure. That's definitely happening. I need, I don't have many stoner friends that also like to drink <laughs> and go bowling. Like, so that's like, three for did, three. Did right? we just become better? friends yep, yep. <laughs> i love that shit man. so so like how did that i mean tell me what your writing process is like man um i think traditionally um you have to draw people in with like your first couple of lines so i feel like the first two bars and the last two bars of the song like what you come in on hmm. and what you leave out on before you go to like a bridge or a hook or anything like that i feel like those are like the two most important part like for each verse yeah so okay uh, my writing process is always trying to like find the tightest like first couple lines because honestly the rest of it will flow from there for me yeah um the fill in you know it'll once you you know it's like a a a dam if you got a crack in it it's like once you know you get past this part and it busts through Mm -hmm. the whole rest of it it's just oh i like that analogy a lot it's just gonna 
flow through because like sometimes a lot of people don't know what like in writing i really like that analogy because like that in writing it all it takes is just that little slip through mm-hmm. like and like because i remember i was reading this one book and it was talking about um it was it was a book that was basically about like dealing with writer's block mm-hmm. and it was literally saying when you write your first sentence of anything mm-hmm. go celebrate <laughs> because right. like that's a yeah. huge fucking deal yeah. like so. people don't know how much that actually is because once that cracks through that's what gets the gears start mm-hmm. to turn again it's just that initial like slipping through the cracks of the rocks yeah so finding those first couple of lines that really open things up and just help things flow. Um, I go from there. Um, you know, and those first couple lines, do they just come to you or do you have to search for them? It depends. Um, I, I guess think, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Question. It was, <laughs> it that was a dumb question, on, um, Joe <laughs> on the song, you know, um, a lot of mine are more like introspective, so I don't want to get right into like the, the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. So yeah, I'm going to save a couple, you know, I'm, say something to draw you in and then I'll sprinkle in, um, you know, some truth, some pain, some, mm-hmm. <laughs> some process, <laughs> um, just words, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll fill it in. And then with the last two, you also want to, f- you know, tie in the rest of the song. You yeah. Know what I mean? So that's why I say the first two to catch them and, you know, um, last two, you know, to connect mm-hmm. the rest of the song. So, um, well, and I think that also that probably comes from just your natural writer's brain because everybody knows how important that hook is, like yep. in the very, very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like you look at a hook, not necessarily just like the chorus of the song, yeah. but like the initial, hey, yeah, <laughs> and right. like, like actual like hook. So it's like funny how that, you know, has that term because like, yeah, everything is leading to the hook for the most part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're like, fuck that. I'm putting my hook right in the beginning. Right. I like that, right man. At the beginning, you know, and that I, makes I, sense I too. Whatever. I don't like structure or, you know, or traditional structure you know like a mm-hmm. hook goes here a bridge goes here blah, yeah blah, blah, blah so um i just kind of like i said whatever the beat and what the you know song dictates nice so what what, what subject matter do you find is easiest to write uh myself <laughs> um nice and, uh, good answer just like stuff i've been through or um stuff i'm going through or like uh i like to also write in the eyes of other people mm-hmm. like maybe like oh if I was them going through this. This is how I would, you know, mm. this is how I would go through it, or this is how I would do it, or this is how I would feel, or this is my thought process of that um, situation and through them, through that person. Nice. I'm writing for them. Once again, coming from your writer's brain, from yeah. basically creating a character and, <laughs> and putting yourself through the minds of that character. Yeah, every song. But with truth added to it as yeah, well. Every song, you can create a character, um, mm-hmm. you can create a different dimension, you can create a different world, just like yeah. a, with every song. So I think the real challenge is like trying to tie it all in for like an album. It's like, how do you, you know? Mm-hmm. And right now you said you're sitting on a lot of material I right really now. <laughs> you got like a, yeah. like kind of a doors thing going on. Yeah. Where <laughs> um, just trying to, again, look and put myself in the position of a, a listener. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what do you, what is a listener? What would a listener want to hear me doing? Oh, okay. Um, but you know, to keep it cohesive. Yeah, the whole project. So uh, I have a lot of different different vibes that you have to tie in. You know, some songs don't have drums. Other songs, mm. um, 
I'm, you know, I'm rapping some songs, I'm singing. So it's just about finding a flow and smoking the right joint. <laughs> oh, right. I know for sure. Actually, that's a really good segue, man. Cause I mean, we talked about this on the episode that we recorded, but unfortunately it's gone <laughs> and you had a really amazing story about this. So let's tell people about the first time you ever got high, man. Okay, cool. So, uh, I was like 19, maybe 18. I don't know. Um, but I never smoked growing up just cause I thought that athletes didn't smoke, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> full. <laughs> yeah. What did you play again? Um, I played basketball. That's right. And wanted to, you know, get on a team somewhere. And I was like, I well, can't be high trying mm-hmm. to do that. Just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Little did I know the team was smoking like way more than anyone. So. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, athletes party hard and it just wasn't pitched to me correctly. My friends weren't smoking like joints and stuff. They're just, you know, making bongs out of whatever Sprite bottles, whatever they, yeah. you know, they could get their hands on at the time being young. Um, and it just wasn't pitched correctly to me. So you know, what's the first like piece you saw someone made and you were like, what the fuck is a sprite that bottle with a fucking, um, uh, a mechanical pencil body, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like son, like he broke the mechanical pencil, like, you know, took the other part out. Yeah, so like, it was like, it was like a know, tube. Yeah. Like yeah. a tube and then burnt a hole in the side of the Sprite bottle, put the pin, the, you know, the pin thing into the melted hole in the side, put foil on top, had this herb on top of the foil. It just, it, we were, first of all, also hitting it like by a Creek, by a railroad. So <laughs> just, like, all, just all wrong. Um, but yeah, so it just wasn't pitched correctly, but then it was on this, on this particular night, it was pitched correctly. To me. that's what's up man <laughs> rolled up blunts it was four blunts we were in um my homie's uh ford f-150 he he came from a well background uh it, it had like 15 inch subwoofers in the back <laughs> nice all of it man so we were taking these back roads there's tons of back roads in bloomington indiana mm-hmm. um that you can take and just like you know cruise a dube um but we had some blunts it was me my roommate um this other guy and some other guy but we were i i was sitting in the back um so i'm hanging with the big dogs my first time smoking and they're <laughs> like dang bro you like you you said you never smoked before i'm like nah this is blunt number two i'm still you know hitting it Uh-oh. threes going around I'm like still <laughs> hitting it and i'm like yeah man y'all tripping man it's the, I'm, I'm high but i feel good whatever so um we get back after smoking and all of a sudden all the shit just hits me and they're like, <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> they're, say. like they're like hey yo uh you want to drive uh and just you know drive around campus you know what i'm saying we hide drive around campus and i was like yeah sure so i get in the driver's seat click my seat belt put the car in drive i go and leave this uh, parking lot make a right make another right make a whole nother right like i did a complete like <laughs> circle square to like point blank parked in the exact same spot took my seatbelt <laughs> off and said I can't fucking do this. I can't, I can't fucking drive. So they're like, all right, so no, we're not going anywhere. Cause That's they were drinking. I was the only one just smoking. Cause like I had lost my mind by that point. So we're headed up to the rooms and I'm just laughing and I'm laughing my ass off. And I like feel my face get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, all of a sudden, tears like your start cheekbones are frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, I'm in the elevator tripping out, bawling my eyes out because like I feel like my face is stuck and I can't <laughs> fucking I can't stop laughing. I can't make my face stop this. <coughs> Excuse me. But so I start smacking myself. And yeah. Like, like, I can't stop. They're like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> They're like, <coughs> like, we're never smoking with you again. What are you doing? Turns out 
I get separated from the group because that's what I do when there's groups of people around. And after I've smoked, I'm like, all right, I need to go be around, like around nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so any of my friends can attest. They'll just look up at a party and I'm gone and I'm just like walking around the neighborhood. It's nice. just like doing something else. And I'll come back eventually. But like I've been that just, guy a lot of my life, too. Exactly. You just when it gets to a certain point of the You just got to slip out on your own for a minute. Exactly. And, and you got to let people know I'm fine. Yep. I just need a moment. It took a while because I would I just did it in inappropriate times. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I've been, yeah, definitely. I just came across a picture the other day from uh, a just a big group of us uh, went to Chicago, um, drove up there. Uh, a buddy of mine had a show. Um, one of my buddies decides to, <laughs> with a permanent marker, try to draw on like a bus bench, like like <laughs> a bus stop bench. And so as soon as he starts writing, whoop, 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 whoop. I was going to say, <laughs> here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> they book him for, oh shit, they book him for graffiti. Like what the for fuck? And that so they sucks. they put they hold him for the night. <laughs> yes. So we're like, fuck. What are we gonna do? So like, we went to a casino and just like chilled around the city because we weren't going all the way back home mm -hmm. and then having to fucking come back and get him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So everybody else. I also have a habit of not sleeping. <laughs> so mm. everybody else is passed out. The sun is coming up. We're waiting on our friend to get out of jail. Give us the call that he's out. Um, so we got a hotel room. So there's like, mind you, there's like 10 people. <laughs> so it's like 10 <laughs> people in this hotel room. I'm also like, I'm not sleeping in any of these beds or the floor or like, there's just no way to do it. But I found a picture. I found a Taekwondo team <laughs> that was, did nobody spoke English at all, <laughs> but selfie sounds the same in every language yeah so i literally i'll pull it up for you later on but it's just me taking a group picture with this taekwondo team <laughs> <laughs> because everybody else had like gone to bed and gone to sleep and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna walk around this hotel that's amazing <laughs> walk around this hotel and just take a picture with random people so yeah i'll show it to you later that's on. fucking dope man um, that's yeah. so cool so uh, i i I separate from can you send crowd. me that picture so i can have it I, pop up for sure definitely yes. <laughs> do that so yeah i'm gonna have that picture yeah. pop up so it's people amazing. can see it that's fucking amazing bro um, i love those moments so yeah <laughs> i separated from the group my first time smoking and i end up on a floor uh, a floor above mine at the exact same room but i just went to the wrong floor just like slept outside on the door but they found me they put me back in my actual room <laughs> and, and uh because everybody was cool from the from the top three floors so like floor nine ten and eleven were, were you cool. leaning like against the door so yeah, if somebody yeah, opened yeah. it you would yeah. fall inside for sure yeah. <laughs> back, back, back on the door so i'm like sitting like this just sleep like can't get in can you imagine if those people like so that high. were staying in that room they like, did they like did they, they opened it <laughs> no they came back oh they so came that's back. when they found me oh that's those like, the ones that found you yeah but that's what they were saying they knew where my room was gotcha so gotcha okay so, i was gonna say that'd be to fucking hilarious i just walk up and some dudes just <laughs> sleeping on their door it's like yeah what do we do what do we do how do we approach this yeah so yeah that was my first time smoking that's awesome and then that sounds like a horror story to some people but i never stopped smoking after that so it doesn't sound like a horror story it sounds like an epic fucking night bro yeah so those are the those that's the kind of negativity you don't need in your life people that say that's a horror story story for weed you ended up getting high going to this freaking hotel hanging out with a taekwondo team oh no that was a separate incident oh that was a separate incident okay no i just uh that was the segue to i just 
just go off on my own sometimes. Oh, okay, sometimes gotcha, I, gotcha, gotcha. For some reason, in my head, I thought it was the. Speaking of getting <laughs> yeah, high, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I was high that time too. So. <laughs> I could imagine. So I was gonna say that sounds yeah. like such an epic moment. Like yeah. I could imagine your friends were like, "What'd you do last night?" You're like, "Bro, you right, just show them the yeah, picture." Yeah, it's, just, it's on Instagram. <laughs> That's hilarious. Makes me think of when I was in Vegas. I was like out with these guys all night long, and then um, it was like I told my lady I was gonna be back by four. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I had been keeping her updated, like saying, "Hey, don't worry, I'm alive. Yeah. Like we're over at this place right now, just keeping her updated." But I was playing like wingman for my couple of my friends, mm-hmm. and I, d- I was able to round up like five, six girls, mm-hmm. and so we were we were all kicking it. And they bought them drinks. One of the ladies bought me a drink, and one of them invited me to smoke a joint with her too. So we went off and smoked, yeah. and it was fucking super fun. But uh, it was like six o'clock in the morning, and we had walked to this one diner at the Venetian there in Vegas, mm-hmm. and it was a really fucking. I think it's called the Grand Lux Diner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open at six o'clock in the morning, so we were there getting some breakfast to end our night. And my lady's like, "Where the hell are you?" So I just snap <laughs> a picture of us at the diner. <laughs> I'm like, "We're getting breakfast. Getting breakfast. I'm still I'll out. be I'll be home soon. <laughs> Don't worry." And but she, I mean, she was mad at first, but she understood. Yeah. And then also, she had to give me some credit because I get I kept her updated. Yeah, it's not like I was just leaving you high and dry. Right, you know where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. And was I was there. And uh, could you uh, share locations? What's that? Could you share locations via phone that it, in that time? I could, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this was this was literally just like a couple months ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was like, this was only just very, very recently. Gotcha, gotcha. But the only reason yeah. we stayed out all night was because we like were out because it was like we me and my lady were out until like one forty five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then uh we she wanted to go back and then my friend was like, Hey dude, we actually took a nap and we're like got a second wind right now. Do you want to come out? And I'm like, Yeah. Because I, I was on my first wind. Like <laughs> right. And so I took Allie back to the house that we were staying at and then I went out with them. Mm-hmm. And then it was like three forty five, three thirty in the morning was around and we were hanging out, drinking and shit like that and gambling and then um I saw, I was like, guys, the sun comes up in like less than two hours. This night doesn't end until that sun comes up. And so like we, before we went to the diner, it was such an epic, like cinematic end to the night because it ended with us sitting at this gazebo mm-hmm. at Caesar's palace, watching the sun come up, eating carne asada fries. Oh man. Does that not sound like the end of an epic movie? Yeah. <laughs> it was You found so... your friend and now you guys are eating. Yeah. Carne right. asada fries. Yeah. <laughs> we found you our found friend. found your friend. And one of them's name was Doug too. <laughs> That's what's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, I actually learned how to play that on piano. The song he oh, plays, the, yeah. the Tiger song. <laughs> I learned and if to... you get murdered by, by crystal meth tweakers, then we're shit out of luck. luck. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know whoever wrote that song. It was him. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they actually wrote it on the set of the movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so I was always wondering, I was like, man, the writer who writes, like, if that happened. Right. And it was, they just had this piano that. That was there on the set and, and like in this hotel room that they built and everything Doogie like that. Doogie yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so he just started, he was like kind of fucking around with it. And then uh, Judd Apatow and him were like, Hey, let's actually write a song the and goat. put it in the movie. The right. Goat Judd, Apatow. Judd Apatow. No, no, that wasn't Judd Apatow. It was a uh, Todd Phillips. Oh. Okay. Todd Phillips, but also still also, a right. fucking <laughs> goat, bro. Goat. That's hangover old school Starsky and Hutch. Joker is a Todd Phillips movie. Oh shit. Is the second one? Uh, Yeah. See, I don't know, man. I'm really, I'm, what do you think about that, man? Um, I'm, I was kind of upset when I heard that they were making a second one. Yeah. I thought they should have just left it. Yeah. You know, they got to milk it. 
So it's probably a third one. But, <laughs> it, it, but it's probably good, man, because honestly, because even uh, Todd Phillips himself was saying that he wasn't going to make a sequel. He's yeah. like, unless the story just comes and it seems like it's right, I'm not, I have no plans on making a sequel. The right check came for him to, <laughs> for or, him it was, to or maybe he story. just got the right inspiration. Like yeah. maybe there was something there, or maybe they're just saying, fuck it. And they're deciding just to literally connect all of these DC universe movies and make that it so they, they could make it. So it's been connected since the nineties. They can do that. Easily, because also they could they could even um, I think uh, uh, Burt Ward is even still alive. So they can even go further back than that because he was the first Robin from the 60s. Yeah. And so like they could even make it. So he's like, you know, an older. What's that? that I know, man. That was a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like uh, I would I want to develop an Adam West impression. That would be a great, great idea. You don't hear many people do that. (laughs) Not do it well. well. (laughs) Right. But it was uh, I I don't know, man, a second Joker movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, you know, don't make it three hours long, two hours and 45 minutes or whatever. Did you? That's right. You haven't watched the uh, the Zack Snyder cut nah, of Justice League yet. I'm trying, I, I, don't, I can't watch any too much over two hour movies. Well, the cool thing about that one though is it's broken up into segments. Okay. Like it's literally oh, yeah, like, like intermissions. It, yeah, it's like it's like literally like chapters. Okay. And so you can just watch like you know watch until you want to, and then you can just stop there. Kind of like how like Inglorious Bastards is set up, mm. how it's kind of broken up into chapters, and then it'll actually like go into like the yeah. chapter two, chapter three, and so it does that mm. throughout it. And it's just, it's definitely as a DC fan, you mm. need to watch it. Yeah. I've, I'm, I want, there's time. so I want time much to watch movies, but I always like kind of feel guilty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could be working on something. Oh, Dude, I'm the same way, something. bro. Oh, I could be like making a new, I'll make the exception like for certain things, but most of the time TV and movies are kind of like background noise. Mm. Like there's certain things like I had to watch the Snyder cut because also I was very, very upset with the way justice league was handled mm-hmm. and everything like that. For those that don't know, Justice League originally was supposed to be like this epic fucking movie, but then Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to finish the movie. So then Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. oddly enough, the fucking the one that was running their competition yeah. comes in and says, Hey, I'll finish the movie for you. you and want, just you finish? fucks it up <laughs> royally, literally fucks it up. And in and he watched the fucking Snyder cut and you're like, why the fuck wasn't this? And almost every single person that hated on the first justice league movie mm-hmm. watched the Snyder cut and mm-hmm. was like, what the fuck you guys, why didn't you release this? Right. This is so much better. Like, and well, like, they, did they make money off both? Uh, see the Snyder cut went straight to, uh, HBO max. So I don't really know. And the justice league movie didn't do as well. And it was because of the way they just fucking butchered it. I mean, I still, I still enjoyed it, but it was definitely not what it could have been after watching the Snyder cut because what that one is just, and also, uh, apparently the guy, um, Ray Fisher who played cyborg, Mm -hmm. uh, he and Joss Whedon had beef when they were on set. And you can see this because in the original cut, mm-hmm. Cyborg is a central part of the movie. Like Dang. you literally would not have the plot without Cyborg. Yeah, which is. And tight. then when you watch Justice League, he's mm-hmm. barely a secondary character. It's such fucking bullshit. Well, I have to watch the Snyder. Fuck cut. Joss Whedon, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know all the fucking Joss Whedon fucking fanboys are all pissed <laughs> off. It's like he made Firefly, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, we watch uh, Castle in that, then in the same guy in that Firefly, the movie. No, no, no. I haven't watched Castle. Oh, did, Buffy, right? did, Buffy? did he do Buffy? 
Oh, Google yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious, too, if you wouldn't mind looking that up. That would be sick. Because I, I don't know. He might have. I didn't really watch Buffy a lot, though. Like, mm-hmm. I had friends that did, but I had I wasn't really super, super into Buffy. Just was that Joss Whedon? Joss no. Whedon did Buffy the Vampire. Well, that's cool. Good for him. Fuck Joss Whedon still. <laughs> <laughs> he still ruined Justice League. He could have he could have fucking made Goodfellas for all I care. That's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> One of the best movies of all time. One of the best movies of all time. I will sit down. Or I did sit down to watch that two hour. Great movie, hour bro. Movie. That's when it's just it's such a it's it's such a perfect movie. It is the perfect movie. It's got a great story. It's Long true. Story. It's it's all fucking true, and they like it's got humor. It's got fucking just craziness. It's got like I love how fucking insane Joe Pesci is, and yep. like Unhinged. I love it. I yeah. love it. But it's the um the it's crazy that that's a true story too. I didn't know that was a true story. So you got, you should read the book that it's based off of. Mm-hmm. It's because called Wise Guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like it's by Nicholas Pileggi and he's interviewing and it's got stuff from Henry Hill and Karen and everybody in there. Yeah. So in you reading, it's just like Goodfellas. I mean, even like the first line well, you is probably already have the voice. in your Exactly. Head so that first line is that as far back as I could remember, I yeah. always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised more people don't like start songs with that. Hmm. You don't really hear it a lot. I don't know if anybody wants to be a gangster except him. I don't know. At was a point I wanted to be a gangster really bad at one point when I was doing my little fucking trap house phase and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. But it wasn't like, but I wanted to be like that. Like I wanted like suits and fucking like, oh, yeah. like that's what I wanted to do. Murder people in style. I didn't want to murder people. I just wanted to make a lot of fucking money on my own means, you yeah. know? And that was yeah, kind yeah. of it. And I was kind of doing that kind of shit for a while, but it was, it just, it got really bad because I was living in this house and then we were kind of like, we were like, you know, doing our thing. We were selling our weed, selling our mushrooms. I never fucked with no pills, no powders. That was my thing. Yeah, no same. pills, no powders. And so I would just sell weed and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And so like um, whenever I was doing that shit, uh, eventually the house that I was living in, they got more and more people that were living in it. Mm-hmm. And then they all started getting strung out on coke. And then I started having shit go missing. And it just turned to this really, really ugly situation. Yeah. And so and then I just eventually just kind of pulled myself out. And I was like ready to keep going after that because I just kind of was just doing my own thing. But mm-hmm. I was really fortunate enough to, um, sorry, big blunt buddy, just <laughs> chilling there, falling over. Uh, I was really fortunate enough to um, be able to pull out what I did and everything. And I, but I had like this guy who was like, you know, he was actually like this Italian guy who kind of like took me under his wing and was mm-hmm. like showing me, hey, Joe, you want to make this happen? This is how you do it. And he's like, this is how you do it for real. Right. He's like, don't listen to these fucking guys, just do your thing. Yeah. And it was like, and I was, I was living in this house, but it was, it just got fucking crazy because like we had people that were coming over and then like the very next day, somebody would like shoot up their house. And then it was fucking like, I, and I guarantee that if I, we would have kept going the direction we were going, mm-hmm. they would have easily just fucking hit us with a Rico like hundred percent. And I was kind of the one that was like running the operation. So I would have gone down the hardest. They all would have tried to just take me down. Yeah. They would. They, yeah. But luckily I was able to pull out of that shit. Not for a while. I didn't give a fuck, but then after they all became untrustworthy, um, the lady that owned the house, we come to find out that all the money was going up her nose. And oh. so the, the fucking, they foreclosed on the house. Damn. And so we all had to, had to fucking leave. And that was like a situation where I was like, I was like homeless after that for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then after I moved back in with my mom for a little bit, uh, that's when I ended up meeting uh, up with uh, Juniper's mom. 
and then had a kid and then haven't thought about any of that shit ever since. <laughs> it's just, Kids will change you. Uh, they, they should. At right. Least. They should. I know yeah. tons of friends that, you know, don't give a fuck. They'll yeah. still go and hustle and they have kids and shit like that. But for me, it's not worth risking the freedom. Like, that's yeah. what I can't risk. It's like, I get it's easy money mm-hmm. and I get it's quick money. And it's like, yeah, you got to make money for your family and everything. But Some it's not worth it. What's that? I said some people were forced to do it. Sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But there's also smarter ways to go about it too. Like yeah. there's there's definitely a lot smarter ways and shit. And like my biggest thing was like and the only reason I could talk about this is because like uh, there's a statute of limitations. But it's uh the only my biggest thing was like I ran like certain like operations. It wasn't just like I didn't want to get too involved with drugs because that involved like way too much heat. That's why I didn't want to sell coke. I, I tried selling coke for one day, <laughs> and. I understood why people sold it like because also I hate doing coke. I've tried it. Didn't Never. like it. Never. Yeah, it was not my thing. I don't like having that much energy <laughs> and I don't like I already have a ton of energy and I felt like my heart was going to explode and, and it was really good coke apparently too and I didn't fucking know but I tried it. Didn't really care for it. Then one day I just got a really great deal on some coke and then i was like well sounds like why you go to target it's a great deal not why you buy well i got i got a decent amount for a very good price and i literally just could not turn it down i was like all right well i know how much this will go for and then i ended up selling that shit in like like four hours and made myself like six seven thousand dollars it was like really really quick and i was like oh that's why i get it now but then also like the i don't like the crowd it brings around like i don't i don't care for that after you sold out you probably still got calls for the next two or three days 100 percent, bro (laughs) your phone up 100 percent. i had to fucking yeah i had to be like dude (laughs) leave me alone man i ain't trying that shit no more (laughs) it's not my thing bro yeah I do enjoy me some mushrooms, though, man. Yeah. Um, I like them in settings. Weird settings. <laughs> yeah. yeah? What do you mean? Um, anytime I've done them, it's not been like, I guess, what you're supposed to do on shrooms. I, like, took them when everyone else was, like, passed out from the night before and just stayed up and watched, like, Amy Schumer. Um, wow. And, Sounds and, terrible. And speckled ceiling. <laughs> it was, like, ceilings like this. It was, like, a speckled ceiling and just watched it for, like, three to four hours just typing out again writing um, yeah anything that came to my mind i was like writing it down just so i would remember it later because i didn't know if i was going to remember it later but how was it when you read back on some of them it made a lot of it made sense but other stuff was like yo what bro get, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here i don't remember anything from it but it just i just remember where i was at that time and the shit that my brain tried to make sense <laughs> mm don't make sense now oh, okay <laughs> so. what's your favorite thing to watch while you're on mushrooms like other than just patterns and the wall and stuff because uh, that's like my favorite shit to watch i can look at posters and it. patterns forever yeah anytime i've been on it though i've been out somewhere or like other than that moment but like i'm somewhere where i'm like touching weird shit meow wolf we talked about meow oh wolf yeah, last yeah, time. yeah yeah so another time did um, that camera move at all did it okay let me just i'm just gotta readjust it it's like still lined up it just shook oh okay it just shook okay okay yeah, no worries sorry. I just want to double check though, just yeah. to be safe. Yeah. Did we come to find out it hasn't been recording? <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Sorry. Meow Wolf would be. Yeah. Meow Wolf is awesome. Crazy. Oh, yeah. We got to go to the Area 15. Yeah. 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 We have to go do that. Um, Shout out Meow Wolf and all the creators and artists that are involved in that because mm-hmm. mind-blowing. I should get like whoever runs that place on the podcast. You should. That'd be if cool. You could. <laughs> They're probably I, pretty busy. I bet I could. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I bet I could. Like and and I'm I've I've been surprised on some people that I've had interested in coming on the show. Like and so like I've just like, wow, really? All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so I hope you do. I'll watch it. Oh, for sure. I'll have you come hang out when we do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I probably met him, but again, drugs when I was there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've met the owners. Well, I got, I got, I got a handful of peeps in Vegas too. So hell yeah. If you guys ever want, yeah, I was going to say, if you guys ever want to roll to Vegas with us, I mean, we go a few times a year. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of fucking fun. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. I'll I'll go with you and help you set up and film and shit. Also, since I'm doing audio now. For sure, man. You know, that's actually not a terrible idea because eventually, (laughs) dude, I'd pay you. I'd like, I would, I, that's what I want to do is like, I want to have, I want to get sponsors to come in for the show. So that way I can start paying a crew because I wanted, if I, because I want people to want to, you know, do it and I Mm -hmm. want you to get something out of it other than just experience like <laughs> fuck that you you could get experience yeah. but just by buying a soundboard and fucking with it yeah. you know add it to the portfolio yeah for sure man well and that's something i eventually want to just make it so the only thing i have to focus on mm. is the conversation yeah like so i got someone filming it i got someone running the soundboard someone looking up shit for me Somebody like making sure the camera doesn't shake <laughs> <laughs> can't. or at least still lined up which she did yeah. a great job yeah <laughs> Right, you definitely got two not interns right that here. out. Right. She went and got us coffee. The mm. best intern that you could ever have. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. We got Ozone's waiting on us after the show. Yeah, I appreciate you grabbing the freaking coffee, too, because my my ass was just all over the fucking place, <laughs> hey. man. And I, I totally meant to grab some, too. And I was oh, thinking, all right, we're out of coffee. I have to make sure I grab some for the podcast. And then my dad's like, oh, hey. Did you see that? My, my, uh, my power's happening. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was sliding on its own and shit. There it goes. It's just the moisture. <laughs> this one got a lot of slide to it. It was just fucking. You can only tell I'm so high. But I know. Right? <laughs> the people right. watching are <laughs> like, like, what? It just keeps sliding. <laughs> if you're watching this and you're not high, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I know, right? Got to get that flow state going, yeah. man. That's what. That's why I like doing this podcast. Get super, super baked with people and hang out and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I was going to say about Vegas is I got a handful of peeps out there. And um, uh, a friend of mine, he has a house. And he's got like a pool and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to have a, um, I'm going to do a podcast with a couple of mermaids <laughs> in the pool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's going to okay. be so fucking dope yeah Yeah. (laughs) if i can recover that bro i'm gonna gonna release that as a little bonus content bonus bonus but yeah no that mermaid shoot is gonna be super tight dude interested i am so that's yeah that's what we were talking about you could come and help me film because it's gonna be like because it was over at the g4 live expo and the Mm -hmm. the bud tender awards they have like these like you know like this these mermaid girls that just hang out in the pool yeah and they're just there to kick it (laughs) and they just do these parties and shit like that and i got to talking to one of them and then another one um uh she is like kind of like the one that's in charge of it and she reached out to me too and so we're gonna do like a really badass episode there in the pool and i could be like merman (laughs) (laughs) zoolander (laughs) but i'm really fucking excited i love going out there so much and i gotta i get a lot of love out there too because i got uh the but the high bud tenders culture and cannabis g4 live those mermaids uh, my my mentor David lives down there, and so I got I got like a decent amount of peeps that I can Hell go yeah. kick it with. So I've never performed in Vegas or Nevada in general. I'd love to do let's make that there. happen. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'd bro. love to do something there, shoot in the desert or shoot on the strip anywhere. Dude, shoot you should anywhere. on Fremont. Fremont. Yeah, not familiar. You're not familiar. No, it's free. fuck. I wish I had my phone. I could do it. <laughs> like, because I need to show you this. I'll, after we're done, I'll show you this video because Fremont 
is like my opinion way better than the strip mm-hmm. so are you familiar with fremont oh okay We've so only, we only had an eight hour layover oh that's right that's right that's right yeah we talked about that last time yeah the fountain um, was off i fell asleep in the hotel lobby she woke me up <laughs> she let me she let me fall asleep in the lobby and let me get caught <laughs> I was reading a book while you were getting kicked out of a hotel. <laughs> what does that sound like? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, though. No, uh, you did mind. Vegas right in the short period of time you were there. You passed yeah. out. You got kicked out. You got escorted out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we smoked fake weed. Oh, that, yeah, where you can buy, like, in the little shops and shit, the high CBD joints and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, also, that was bad because I fell asleep after that. <laughs> yeah. It was high CBD. I should have been, like enlightened i know right i should have felt all right, right. <laughs> my mind should have been able to make the fountain work but. right yeah oh my god but no what's fremont uh so fremont is um it's like the old las vegas and oh, so okay. so um back in the day like where they had like um because the, the main strip has like the flamingo caesar's palace mm-hmm. bellagio and stuff like that but fremont has like the Golden Nugget, the Four Queens, okay. uh, the Plaza, the Golden Gate, all these old Las Vegas casinos. And right. the cool thing is, is the whole street where all these casinos are mm-hmm. is closed off to traffic. Okay. So you can literally walk right in the middle of the road. Hell yeah. And they have bars right out there. People love doing that walking in the dude. street <laughs> oh dude right <laughs> yeah but uh and like but the, it's just like it's completely closed so you can just walk right there in the street mm-hmm. and it's got this huge like led canopy that goes all the way down and it plays like light shows and Damn. videos and all oh, sorts of crazy is there a shit. zip line yes okay so uh, i then i know a little bit about <laughs> yeah the zip line is yeah. a lot of fun okay. too i've ne- yeah i want a zip line There's i've like, done the zip line twice i don't think i've ever zipped or I ziplined like one time when I was in high school. But mm. other than that, um, I need to do more zip lines. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've only done it in Vegas. I've never yeah. done a zip line anywhere there's, else. Yeah, there's like some around in Oregon at least. Oh, yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Trying to zip line through the forest and shit. I want to go to one of those ones that it's in like Costa Rica yep. where they take you like hella yeah. high up in like the jungle <laughs> trees and shit and they fucking yeah. just let you come straight down. Yep. That would be dope. Want to do that? Put that on the bucket list. I know. One of the things on my bucket list is I want to go scuba diving in the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. Because there's like, uh, I, I think there's like, I know that there's over a hundred submerged cities mm-hmm. in the Mediterranean Sea. Whoa. I want to go swim through city ruins. That's crazy. how fucking sick would that be? Yeah, that that would be crazy. Epic. Except I went uh, one time. I went snorkeling and almost passed out. So I don't know how well I'd do with scuba diving. Oh, uh, okay. With the whole breathing and mm. through a tube. Oh yeah, for sure. I could understand that. Well, with scuba diving, I mean, you have the you know like whole thing. yeah, you have the whole app- apparatus yeah, yeah. on there, I'm everything. That life. What's that? Can I get a snack? If you yeah, what do you what do you want to have? Can I have some Cheetos or? Yeah, just get yourself like a like a like like in like a cup or something. Okay. okay. Had the right snack. Cheetos. Oh, dude, they also had a great deal on chips at Safeway, too. Boom. Get that Safeway app. I'm telling you, <laughs> get that fucking Safeway app. This episode is not sponsored by Safeway, but it should be. It should be, right? What's up, right. Safeway? Right. You guys cannabis friendly? Let's get you guys on the wagon the right way. The right Because way. I can fucking preach this app to anybody. It's got dope fucking deals especially dope. like downloading now <laughs> yeah because also like you can um uh they'll have like yeah um, like they have like digital coupons that you can do and they mm-hmm. also have uh like just like crazy things like yeah. on there or, yeah. i'm super i'm super impressed with the uh grocery stores around this area mm-hmm. we had uh all the name we had all the big ones back back home and now 
I like Bymart. I like Winco. Dude, Bymart's the uh, shit, was man. Was it Bargain Outlet? Fire. Oh, what? Uh, grocery Outlet? Grocery Outlet. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grocery Outlet's pretty sick. I hate doing Instacart at Grocery Outlet, though, oh, because okay. <laughs> it's fucking madness in there. Like, And if you're going in there looking for something... Mm-hmm. Get your step stool. <laughs> she has a step stool. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, she's got a step. I stool. feel yeah. your pain, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, grocery like, grocery outlets like a fucking madhouse in there because like everything's in random places. Yep. It's not where it should be, <laughs> yeah. and so maybe that's why we like it. We just get high and we just like walk around. We're like, yeah, we need that question. And, and, but mark. they do have things you can't find anywhere else. Strangely. Like and I remember, dude. Uh, they don't. They didn't have it for very long, but they had. So you know, like those TGI Fridays chips that mm-hmm. are the potato skin ones, yeah. the bacon and cheddar ones. Mm-hmm. Dude, they had big bags of them. Damn, like big yeah. family size bags Couldn't of get them. Anywhere else, dude. Yeah, and then I tried to go buy some, and they were gone. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> do that. Dove Chocolate did that to me this past year. Every every holiday season, they would come out with like a mint cookie chocolate candy. Oh, okay, and uh. I get down on mint chocolate. Yeah, bro. That it was, was one it of the was ice creams amazing. I got. Yeah, okay. Because so, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I just cleared out my uh, mint cookie ice cream as well. Nice. So, yeah, they have these candies that they've put out for like years. I'm talking about like 10 years, 12 years straight, like every holiday season going to get them. All of a sudden, no word. Stop, stop making them. That sucks. And, like, yeah, this last like two, three years, I've been like, where is it, Dove? Where's the announcement where, <laughs> that you discontinued? Give me my mint, you motherfuckers. Fucking cookie mint. Yeah. Where is it? Like, we legit, like, go on like a search party to Target. <laughs> There's no, like, kid cups or anything. Just get a regular cup. Okay. But yeah, it's like, uh, Target, they always they get you lost. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Bymart is the shit, man. Yeah, Bymart is so cool. Like they have everything in they're there. Not on grocery stores, it's crazy. I'm an adult now. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm all getting excited right. about an app for right, grocery like, right, discounts. Man. Like nineteen year old, that dude, the dude that smoked weed the first time. Me, he'd mm-hmm. be so upset with me right now being excited about grocery shopping. It's the ultimate stoner thing to get excited about, man, though, we man. Used to, I mean, we used to get high and just like. In the twenty four hour stores. Oh shit! Yeah, we, cool, um, <laughs> and then go to Meyer and or like Walmart. Oh yeah, just walk around and buy obscene things. Dude, Meyer's the shit though too. <laughs> I never been in a Meyer until I went out to Michigan. Yeah, that place was dope. Yeah. And I remember, dude. So I was so excited to find Fago mm-hmm. like everywhere when I was out there because yeah. I love Fago. Love Fago. Well, Fago's out there is like what Shasta is out here. Yeah, like you know and. Mm, okay. Like, cause they have like, well, I mean, it, it's, I don't know why I was triggered for some reason. I was like, I don't know, Fanta, like, Fanta's better or Fago's better. No, I think Fago's better too. But I'm saying like, it's like the equivalent. Yeah. Like you know, because they have all those different flavors, mm-hmm. and Shasta has all those different yeah. flavors. And Shasta's you, tight too. The lemon lime or the mountain, their mountain, their answer to mountain. Dude, their tiki punch. <sighs> yeah. Forget about it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I can drink Love the soda. fuck Love out of soda. that. I love I me too, man. And it sucks I drink because it enough, but I love lemonade. Lemonade's my favorite, but dude, it's not a soda. So I'll go to Khalifa, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a little soda machine in there. Mm-hmm. And they have a uh in there they have a lemonade and a Sierra Mist. I'll oh. mix those two up. Shout out you to Jasper for telling me about that. He's like, <laughs> you bro, know what's up? Dude, it's so good. I oh love yeah, lemonade. they did. Remember we went to, well the Khalifa we went to, it the we just got water, but the soda machine. Mm-hmm. They had a soda machine. Nice. Which one did you guys go to? Uh it's over in Portland, probably 122nd in Gleason or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. I love Khalifa. 
the only place you can get Khalifa Kush, right? You smoke Khalifa Kush yet? I have. Yeah, I, I did a pre roll, and they were out of the eight, or like the flower there at the time. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, they go through the flower pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. I still think it's a little expensive though. Like all I, that, all that name, all that cookies. Fuck cookies, man. I don't. Shit, man. I don't care for burner that much. He just was on Forbes though. It's good for the culture. Yeah, but it, it could be someone else though. Yeah, it should be someone else. It should be like it really should be someone else because I I personally know growers that have been fucked over by the cookies brand. Yeah, and uh, and it's like and it, yeah, it is cool for the weed culture and shit, but it's just like. I don't know. Like it, there's, it, it's becoming the Coca Cola of weed. Yeah, and it's I, I look it's I look not at that good for the culture. It's still well, I look at I look at cookies on. with weed the same way as look at Metallica with heavy metal. Like you know, it's like that's it's like all right, yeah, it is. But I mean, it's it's fucking Metallica. Yeah. Like you know, it's like every, it's. I, I don't get me wrong. No disrespect to Metallica. I just I was never. But all disrespect. To cookies. No, yeah, but all disrespect to cookies, all man. Disrespect to cookies, well, and plus he didn't invent the cookies fucking strain. Right. It's like it, you just adapted the name. Yeah. It's like that. That's not like that. That sucks, man. That's grimy. Yeah. Like make you make your own shit and start the brand that way. Don't just be like, oh, I like cookies. I think that would be a great brand name. I'm right. going to do it like, I, I, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. He just got to it first. I'm such a loner on that opinion. <laughs> it's all right, because I also think what's done in the dark will come to the light. See, it's on camera. I just my superpowers just kicked in. It's on camera. So. OK, I just activated it by dissing on cookies. <laughs> See, that's how much he wants to defend cookies. Right. He's, I just activated a superpowers. <laughs> activated. I no. wish I had some fucking tequila we could drink, man. Man, you know what? And that's what's messed up is that I have a really good tequila. In my I saw the one I you posted. Yeah, I was going to pick up a is, bottle of that. That's yeah, actually what I was going to yeah, get. What was it called again? De Leon tequila. De Leon. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, P. Diddy's te- tequila. Oh, <laughs> probably pretty spendy then. Uh yeah. Probably. How much is it a fifth? Um, thirty. Oh, that's not. Oh, no, bad. no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Forty. Forty. That's still yeah, not that's bad still not though. Bad. Yeah, I've 40. paid that much for a good whisk whiskey. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because that's what it was. Was like the the whiskey I was gonna bring. It's usually they might have just I don't know inflation, but it was always closer to 30 than it was 40 but now all of a sudden it's 40 and i was like well if i'm gonna spend that much i might as well go get something mm-hmm. else so that's when i got that bottle but um yeah alcohol is expensive good alcohol it can be it, can it be. really can be for sure but that's really good i will bring some to you though oh that's, that sounds awesome order. man oh definitely I'll probably, never, I'll, I'll probably not drink anything but that if i can help it it's pretty good oh okay <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty smooth it's like it makes a shot so easy. It, mm. it sounds like an ad, but it's not. No, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you don't even need like a chase with it. With the tequila, with the tequila shot. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah, Some dude. Some people do the limes and salt, but you won't. I and mean, that's optional. But you don't. Mm-hmm. Need it, you know, Sometimes I'll probably try it, it clean first. That's okay. what I like to do when it yeah. comes to a new tequila Damn, or something like that. It. It's okay. Next time, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll freaking we'll we'll kick it sometime. We'll we'll take it when we go bowling. Yeah, yeah we'll just take our own bottles and go bowling. Sounds awesome. Sounds Doesn't that sound fucking dope? That yeah. sounds like so much fun. I'm gonna document that shit too and post we had it. Twenty four hour bowling alley back home, and mm-hmm. we used to just get drunk in the in the parking lot and then go bowl and then intermission, go back out in the parking lot, take you take There's your a shot, there used to be weed. one out here. I don't know if it's still open, but it was a, it was over in Tualatin. Okay, and they had a twenty four hour. Yeah, it was either Tigard or Tualatin, one of those two. But I remember me and some friends, we all like were fucked up one night. And we wanted to go bowling and we found out about this. We had no idea that it was even there Man. then. And so we'd found this 24 hour bowling alley mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we were doing too. We'd go in there, pull a couple games, come out, we'd smoke, drink,
drink, go back in there, order more. (laughs) I don't even, I'm trying to remember like what even got me into bowling, but I think it was, uh, which ties into like you love in Michigan is when I lived in Lansing, uh, my mom taught at Michigan state. So when she was in class, me and my sister, we would walk around campus. Nice. What'd she teach? Uh, she's an english professor professor that makes a lot of sense bro (laughs) right with writing makes a lot of sense so um so yeah when she was in class and we just had time to kill me and my sister would just go to their bowling alley they had like a student like bowling alley and because she was a teacher we got to bowl for free so we just spent two three hours just bowling and uh i guess that's just what got me started on bowling because like you just fell in love yeah, with it? Yeah, for sure. I, I just love that shit. That's fun. It, it's it's so much fucking fun. Yeah. And I when I was a kid, um, like, you know, I was like fucking younger than Juniper and my parents used to bowl league over at Milwaukee Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so they used to have like Tried a to little to get in there. It was a big weight. Dude. Yeah, for <laughs> that real. Is a, that is like a <laughs> Milwaukee Bulls classic. Yeah, for it's sure. old school. It's a it's a staple. Still never been, but I probably have to go during the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go during sure. the day. It's really fun. I mean, at nighttime, it's definitely like a a little bit busier. Two hour wait is what yeah. they quoted as. Yeah, crazy. if you can, if you if you want to like, you can also reserve lanes though too. Okay. So you can always just call up ahead and then be like, hey, I want to get them for these times, and then boom, that way you're already set to go. Damn, we should get a, a hippie speedball bowling team going. That would be sick. The bro. speedball part is what the bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! Hippie speedballers. Yes. <laughs> speedballers, yes. Hippie come speed. On, yeah, on. the hippie speedball. <laughs> you, you got, you got cold captain right here. That's fucking sick. Shake and bake, buddy. Yeah, Let's bro. do it. It <laughs> sounds back amazing. Back to back, Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. That sounds so cool. Yeah. That's oh, that's a great fucking idea. Because I have a friend of mine who would be down to probably join us too. So what do we need? Like five? I think I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure we need five. Boom. That's three. I'm sure she would stand in when if he didn't if she needed to. On the hippie speed bowl team. I like bowling. But. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, That's what the what fuck, it's man? <laughs> it's not what it's about. I like Everyone bowling. Everyone likes bowling, but it's different if you're in a league. Yeah. My daughter fucking loves bowling. So we got four. That's, yeah. that's five right there. Let's get it. Let's yeah, get it. exactly. Let's get it. And it's, uh, but it was. Um, as long as they let her use the thing. Does she use the the ramp or is she sometimes like, okay sometimes she's she's slowly transitioning to granny rolling now nice like, well, yeah you yeah you gotta get used to the six and the eight pound yeah and she's she's wanting to do it less and less and less and less and she even like one time um even asked me she's like can you take the bumpers down oh, like she really wants to yes, challenge herself yes so that's she, the type of thing we need on the team exactly. <laughs> we need that spirit on the hippie speed bowl team I like you're that. in kid you're in kid. You, got, you got something kid you got something you're she's a rocket machine <laughs> you got spunk Kid, you got spun. <laughs> I walk in, you're trading her like Rocky. Yeah. You're like, throw the ball, throw the ball. <laughs> she's, she's fucking sucking like beef in the freezer. <laughs> like, what does this have to do with bowling? I don't know, <laughs> but it looks cool. Yeah. I saw it in the well, training like video. One. <laughs> this light Sorry about that. Like a whole. Yeah, exactly. Because like right now, I need to have the light my laptop and my phone charger all plugged in at the same time. So I have to kind of like pick and choose. And today we chose the charger and the light. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but normally if my lap, my laptop hasn't been plugged in, that's the Mm -hmm. only reason why that turned off Mm -hmm. because it hooks up through a USB and I just have it hooked up directly to the laptop. But usually the laptop has enough juice in there to where it can at least power the light. But the laptop hasn't been plugged in for like a day. So <laughs> that was good battery life. It got us through the first part. Exactly. Right. And that's like, you know, that's like an hour. So Boom. yeah, fucking forget about forget it. Forget about it. 
but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to go bowling with you, man, because it's it's so much fucking fun. It's it so much fun. Me and my friends, we did like um when I worked for the distillery, we did like a little beer league mm-hmm. and shit. And so the cool thing is, is if we fucking do really well, we can go to Vegas. Okay, <laughs> we can go bowling in right. Vegas, right? As long as we keep Juniper's energy. Oh, for sure. Well, we'll have to find a substitute that time because okay. I'm not dragging yeah, yeah, yeah. my kid to Vegas. <laughs> That's like, true. That's dude, true. I hate it Tag whenever it I would see that. Like I see people with their kids in Vegas, and I'm like, Why are you here? No, the only way that I would ever do that is if I ever took her to like the. Caliber, but mm-hmm. we're not leaving the casino. Yeah, but also, <laughs> like, <laughs> don't they have like whole high school cheerleading competitions in Vegas? They have everything in Vegas, bro. Yeah, everything. One time um, when I was there, it was at the um, Expo Center or something like that, mm-hmm. and there was um, I was going to an event, and they were doing like there was also like a, a fucking like a volleyball tournament mm-hmm. going on and shit. So you yeah. just like see everything. all these like fucking high school kids and middle schoolers all just walking around and shit and they have like their big ass and it's like a huge fucking area dude i mean monstrous yeah everything is is just big spaces yeah huge uh we walked past the pyramid the luxor yeah yeah mm-hmm Luxor's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to go back and actually do something, dude. For sure. Oh, we definitely will, so, bro. We definitely yeah, will Las because Vegas. because also I want like we need we need friends that actually like want to go. Like, mm-hmm. there's literally been times where we've offered to pay for people to go, and for some reason they don't want to. Like, we're literally like, dude, we'll get your hotel, right? Like, Fools. or like we get we had a really great deal on a flight, and mm-hmm. we're like, dude, we could literally just get extra tickets if you guys wanted to come with us. And yeah. Nah. Like, and it was just like, are you fucking, if somebody's like, hey, do you want to come to Vegas with us? We'll pay. I'm like, yeah. when? Yeah. We're there. <laughs> yeah, basically. We're fucking doing that so for now sure. You got, now you got people that can help you. Absolutely. Fucking A, man. These are the kind of friends going. I need in my life. Yeah. I ain't gotten many friends these days. So bowling, Vegas I like friends. y'all, right? <laughs> yeah. Weed, bowling, and Vegas friends. Yeah. They have a really cool event there in Vegas that's called Punk Rock Bowling. Mm-hmm. And it's actually just a gigantic punk rock concert mm-hmm. slash like festival thing. Mm-hmm. And they have bowling teams that compete. Damn. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> All about that and they have a great, they have great fucking lineups too. I mean, it's like from fucking like rancid and fucking uh, everybody. No effects is like one of the main people that put it on mm-hmm. and shit. And it's like, it's really a great fucking, I don't know if you listen to punk rock at all. I don't. Oh, okay. But it's like, it's a lot of different, really famous bands and they all fucking go there and it's a big event in Vegas and shit. And the cool thing is, it's like, that time it's so funny to see because vegas is just flooded with punks mm-hmm. like so all you see is spikes and studs and mohawks and yeah. spikes and everything it's fucking i feel so at home yeah. <laughs> i feel so at home i grew up with punk rock though like all my friends are in punk rock bands and stuff oh like nice that that's awesome and, and so yeah i'm familiar with it nice that's what's up man yeah so other than like uh other than soul and hip-hop and r&b and stuff like that what other kinds of music do you listen to um i like like classical shit because i Hmm. I don't know any names, so I don't like 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 names. Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, stuff K-Boo like that. Radio. K-Boo's the shit, yeah, man. Um, Shout out Bren Boy, Rip City Basement, man. Indeed. That's actually Shout where I. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love Bren Boy. I've had him on the show. He's going to come back on the show. Tight. Shout out Bren Boy. He did the theme song. He did the theme song. Theme I'm song. from Oregon. I'm yeah. from Oregon. I drink my coffee, smoke my reefer in the morning. He gave me my first uh, opportunity out here um, at the social club. 
He nice. was doing a Rip City show. Mm-hmm. He led me on. So that's he so always cool, is man. Opening doors for artists. Yes, he is, man. I fucking love that yeah. dude. And he actually gave me my radio debut because he uh, loved our interview so much. Mm-hmm. He played it on Rip City Basement. Man, <laughs> I was like, I was. <laughs> it was so cool to turn into K Boo and hear my own voice. Yeah, that was like. And he started so from cool. uh, spoken word and poetry as well. Yep, you can tell. From, yeah, so because he, that, we've had it. We've had conversations about lyrics and writing nice. and stuff like that. So. I could tell. Like, I mean, you, I mean, I could tell that you guys would definitely talk about that, but you mm-hmm. can definitely see that he has that inspiration and stuff like that. We had yeah. such a dope episode. We had such a great episode. Such yeah, a great comment. Yeah, Super for sure, man. And it was it was nice though because he's done so many interviews and he's done so much different shit. Yeah. And he actually said he was like, "Bro, I was literally just re listening to this episode. It was so good. I can't wait to do another one yeah. with you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. thank you, man. That was so cool." And that's what he asked me. He's like, "Can I play this on Rip City Basement?" And I'm like, "Fuck, yes. yeah, you can." <laughs> yes, you can. For those that don't know, Kabu is a legendary Portland radio station, all independently ran mm-hmm. and it's all like, but it's a major station. You can just tune in on FM, but yeah. it's all like underground type shit. It's mm-hmm. so fucking have, cool. Uh, jazz on Friday afternoons, mm-hmm. Friday nights. Nice. Hell so, yeah. yeah. I, I just try to listen to a little bit of everything. Um, especially I'm getting into like sampling and like learning how to do that as far as like mm. on the production side. So I'm listening to a lot of different things. I uh, found myself on a loophole of <laughs> Korean 1976 jazz. Um, Whoa. Was, yeah. That's the, oddly the, specific. Yeah, it, it was because part of I'm sorry, it, all, so it all random. starts. Hold on, hold on. Korean 1970s jazz. Yeah, that's what I was gonna guess, yeah, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course. So it all. So that's what I'm hearing a, in your music. A Facebook group. <laughs> a Facebook group of just like unorthodox, um, like just crazy, like it's like crate diggers, but for like youtube and like digital shit. okay so, okay nice um a producer homie got me in that group because it's also a private <laughs> fucking group and so like you have to like somebody has to know you to get in there so anyways they just post suggestions and shit like that so i just followed a rabbit hole of just like korean jazz from the nice. 1970s <laughs> it just went on uh, like a tangent i got like four songs that's really cool it. i just the randomness is what yeah. i find so yeah, funny yeah, yeah. like it was very just, specific like, so yeah. specific but it's so fucking cool i need now i need to listen to some korean 1970s jazz it's fire bro it's fire it's just fire. that's it's like i mean it just the same as I mean, you just it's a feeling you get with music you don't have to really understand like what they're Absolutely. saying it's just like something that you get same with like that's why I love Spanish music. Yeah, I, was about to, I was just about to say that. Like, yeah, I was just like like Spanish rap is so fire because it's like, like obviously the beats are fire too, but and you just don't you just feel it. You feel the way they flow. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like, like I don't know what you're saying, but this shit is. Dude, I even will fucking get down on some Selena, bro. Yeah. Like you Selena, know, <laughs> Bad Bunny. I have I have a fucking uh, Selena T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think she's. I think they're doing a post. What is it called when you release an album after you pass? Oh, um, post anthem, post post mortem. I don't know, but I think is it post mortem something for? I know it has something to do with something after someone dies. Yeah, so maybe that. I don't know. That. I think they're doing another Selena. She's pulling a Tupac. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. I think they're redropping some Selena. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about fucking like those artists that sit there in the studio for so long because they yeah. know that their time's not going to be long. Yeah. Like. Just got to create as much as possible when you get that mm-hmm. opportunity. I'm surprised there hasn't been someone that made a movie about the um, all the art, all like the rap, like all the uh, musicians that died at 27. Yeah, they. I think they do. Um, they have a podcast about it now. Is it 27? Who else is in the 27 club? 
Um, so they're the first, the very first one was Robert Johnson, um, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, um, uh, one of the guitar players for the Rolling Stones. Uh, uh, fuck. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Amy Winehouse is one of the newest ones. Uh, there's like a Kurt Cobain was one of them. And yeah, there's been a lot of people that died at 27 for some odd fucking reason. Cause they're in the music industry and the industry does it mm-hmm. what's really crazy though is the very first one this is what i find the oddest and this needs to be this needs to be explored more too because it, it, it is really weird because the whole concept of why people think that they die at 27 mm-hmm. for all like these really prolific artists and musicians or whatever mm-hmm. is because of, you know the concept that they sell their soul to the devil right. and everything like that the very first person to die at 27 was robert johnson mm-hmm. and you know the robert johnson story right mm-hmm. so robert johnson was the very first person who basically created the blues as okay. we know about oh, it today a player? no 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 he was a guitar player and the thing was is robert johnson the story goes is that of you know the story of the crossroads mm-hmm. uh that's robert johnson okay so he was on the crossroads and he literally had a made a deal with the devil right. to make him the best guitar player in the world mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what he did. And the crazy thing was, though, is before Robert Johnson supposedly had this deal, mm-hmm. he was known as a very bad guitar player. <laughs> like, he was not good. Right. And then he disappeared for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, and he was a virtuoso and everyone's like there's no fucking way that you could have learned the guitar like that in one year no fucking way and then he was the first one to die at 27 and he was also kind of the one that created rock and roll Hmm. because if it wasn't for robert johnson rock and roll would never have existed Hmm. by chuck berry taking those robert johnson style chords Mm -hmm. speeding them up and then adding a fifth on top of it and then doing his fucking thing and playing the blues in a really fast pace Mm -hmm. and then you know uh, elvis is not the king of rock and roll chuck berry is the king of rock and roll and even even keith richards has a quote he says if you were to call rock and roll by any other name it would be chuck berry (laughs) (laughs) he got smacked for touching one of chuck berry's guitars one time he had a story and he was like they were playing a show and they were, he was backstage mm-hmm. and uh, Chuck Berry left for a second and then he left his guitar out and then he was like, I'm just going to touch it. Yeah. He was like, I just need to touch it. And he went over and picked up the guitar and fucking Chuck Berry fucking smacked the shit out of him. He's touch like, he's like, you don't touch my fucking guitar. <laughs> and, but he was the Robert Johnson story is really fucking crazy. They have an amazing documentary about it on Netflix. You okay. should check out. It's just called Robert Johnson and the crossroads. Yeah. And it's a great fucking story. But, and then all, all these other artists all die at 27 and they all have kind of a similar thing. You know, like even look at like Nirvana, mm-hmm. like from when they first started and then what they ended up being like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like yeah. they were just, they just fucking sucked until they didn't suck anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is something that bands should learn about these days. Right. All artists should. For sure, man. Not suck. Well, and also it's just, don't be afraid to fucking just do your thing. Yeah. You know, I find that I'm, I'm like that a little bit too. Um, you're afraid to try some new shit or release some shit that mm-hmm. you aren't sure people are going to like but yeah i gotta push through for sure well and also like you know it's like uh playing bad shows and everything mm-hmm. like that you know you don't really you, you don't really see that a whole lot where it's yeah. like someone's like oh man this band's all right but that show is terrible <laughs> like you know like yeah. you know like there a lot of people are just too afraid of that but also i think that there's a lot of like even if they did play a, a bad show there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are too full of themselves to really ever admit it mm-hmm. you know like I've had some people that um, 
I've talked to that are getting into stand up comedy. Comedy is comedy is one of the most interesting arts in my eyes because Mm -hmm. it's the only thing you can't get good at by yourself. Yeah. Like you need an audience. Like Mm -hmm. you, you can be a really great guitar player in your bedroom. Yeah. Like you can, you could become a really great rapper in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. You can become a really great artist (laughs) in your bedroom. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's like, but with a comedian, you have to get on stage. Mm -hmm. You have to bomb. Like you have to, well, I feel that's performance in general. For sure. I mean, you can be the best rapper in your room until you hop on that stage and you're awkward as fuck. True. True. One of my favorite artists um, from back home is just like, his music is amazing, but like, I won't say names just because I'm about to shit on them, but um, just like his live performance is just like, you're just walking around the stage. You're not looking at, there's no energy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that's just like, this is a local person. Yeah, from back oh, okay. Midwest, not not here, um, but just like music is great, mm-hmm. like but the, the but the live sets they just were awkward in live for sets, sure. You know what I'm saying, but then but just, also on that they they still perfected that music right. before even stepping foot on a stage. Exactly, you can't do that with stand up. True, like you can't just be like you know like okay, I'm make us yeah yeah like well like because you can make a song and then show it to a handful of people mm-hmm. and then gradually increase the audience that way yeah. with stand up you have to just try these jokes and if they don't work you're gonna know real fucking quick because yeah. <laughs> yeah, my first time ever doing stand up I bombed harder than a Boston marathon bro it it's was one of those really bad that seems easier than it is because I feel like you just, like funny people can't just be comedians. What's that? I said funny people just can't be comedians. Yeah, no, it takes a whole different muscle. And like in conversation, I'm great at cracking jokes. Mm -hmm. I'm great at making people laugh and Mm -hmm. keeping a good rhythm going and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But when you're on stage and people are sitting there looking at you saying, hey, be funny. Right. And you're just like, uh... And I've had, I've, I've, I've like the more I did it, the more comfortable I got. Mm-hmm. And then I got, but I got really into like the actual science of writing jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I got really into like what exactly like deconstructing a joke, what makes it funny, mm-hmm. what is happening in this sentence that actually makes it funny, yeah. and how can you replace certain words up. with different things, setting it up, mm-hmm. choosing the right amount of even down to the fucking syllables. Yeah. Like I mean, there's certain ways that words can just like punch and that i mean you're saying it about stand-up but that's the same with rap oh for sure man spoken word and any of that is just like how you perform something mm-hmm. and that's what <clears throat> was you know kind of upsetting about it because it's like your music is so good it's like but you know if you can't perform kind of sucks exactly <laughs> well and that's gonna be your bread and butter so yeah. you better be able to learn how to do yeah. that so. <laughs> you know it's like and i think that's something that's unfortunately very neglected these days because mm-hmm. i even see a lot of local rappers that all they kind of do is just walk around on the stage yeah. and like they just kind of <clears throat> like maybe move a little bit or something like that i miss the days of like um people talking to you during the show like i've been to a lot of, a lot of hip-hop shows where people were just like um doing their set and it's just mm-hmm. like yo tell me about this song where were you when you wrote this song how did you feel why did this song like oh come yeah to me? you know where people would just be like all right well this song i wrote it when i was feeling this way and this way the beat you know samples this like i, I want to bring that back with performance stuff too yeah. it's just like kind of like um unplugged really yeah you know, exactly like Unplugged series so you're having more of an intimate conversation yeah. with the audience and stuff and they find out more about you rather than just like all right here's my 20 minute set of songs that i put together for you that i hope that you get in you know i, I love that feel that here so, are you familiar with zane thomas yeah. oh my god i did a show with zane thomas dude uh, bars over bars shout out d dwilly for that um but 
that's uh, totally what Zane Thomas does. Yeah. Cause he'll tell stories yep. and do stand up kind yep. of I'm in like, between the songs. Yep, yep. I just, I just did an episode with him. Great fucking episode. On that, that on, I'm supposed to do something with him too. Shout out Zane. The fuck. Um, yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, when I saw him, I liked his music a lot because he did that as well. Mm-hmm. He was on the same time as I could totally picture you me. doing that, man. That would be sick. Yeah, and just like you gotta, yeah, he was good. He was good at you know, um, relating to the audience. Yeah, relaying to the audience and then also relating to the audience because like you felt what he was saying and like the emotion in his music is mm-hmm. for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And him talking about like mental health stuff and like his battle um, with, you know, sobriety and stuff like that. Him just being so open and, and the stuff with his mom and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, like him being so vulnerable in that made the performance. But if, if he just went and did his songs, I'm sure it'd be, I'm sure that it would be a fire set if he just went through and did his set, but mm-hmm. because he stopped and explained to you why he, he picked this song basically yeah. and what, what the song means to him. I felt like that made and it, it kind of like brought you special. on a journey and stuff like yeah. that. Dude, I can totally picture you doing something like that, yeah, bro. So that's what I that would want, be sick. I want to just like do unplugged sets. It's like, do you know I what? I would be a really great setting to probably curate that too. What? If you went to like open mics at like coffee shops, yeah, bro, you would kill it. Yeah. That man, seriously. Yeah. Let's because <laughs> that's also what, um, uh, uh, fucking, Oh my God, which one? It wasn't Tyler, the creator. Uh, Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. like when he was actually doing uh, his like beginning, he would go to coffee shops yeah. and do open mics and shit like that and do spoken word and do music and stuff Sometimes like that. You just got to get that shit off. <laughs> well, and also it helps with you just getting more comfortable on every kind of stage setting. Yeah. You and know? being vulnerable on stage too. Cause like, yes. Um, and that's the perfect place to begin that too, mm-hmm. because you're, and then you have those people that are right there mm-hmm. and then you can literally have eye contact, good conversation, and they'll yeah. be locked into you the whole time. Yeah. I love intimate shows over anything. For sure. Like, give me like smaller settings, yeah, smaller give me venues. 40 people that really want to pay attention versus a hundred and a bunch of them are in the back on their phones. Love that <laughs> dude. That's a great, that's a healthy mentality to have about that for sure, man. There's not enough people that think that way. They would rather just sell out shows mm-hmm. and then just all the people are just using it for cloud on their Instagram and yeah. they're not paying attention to what is actually going on. Yeah. I mean, still sell out those shows and still sell your merch and stuff like that. Oh, like, absolutely. Don't forget, to, don't forget the artistry of, for sure. Of, for okay. sure. And but there's so, ways, there's a good balance of the two, though, that you can easily achieve. For sure. And when it comes to, like, uh, even, like, on a non-intimate like concert setting, like, where it's just, like, a regular show, mm-hmm. the live show is so often neglected. Like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, there's so many people that just walk around on the stage. It's just about being hype. Yeah. Like building a mosh pit or something. Like, like you no. know, and it's, it's exactly the live show is so constantly neglected. Like if mm-hmm. I was, so if I had the confidence and the ability to be a rapper, cause I like writing rap and mm-hmm. I can actually rap, but I don't have, I would never do it for a living or anything yeah. like that. It's just something I like to do for fun and for therapeutic reasons. Mm-hmm. But if I were to, my shows would be the fucking shit, bro. Like I would have fucking pyro, go go dancers. <laughs> like it would be have like everything. Everything. I, yeah. I, I would. I would do exactly what Motley Crue did when they first started. Mm-hmm. Because when Motley Crue started, they were playing small bars, small venues, mm-hmm. but they treated it like an arena show. Yeah. They actually fucking would like light their boots on fire. They would fucking do all sorts of crazy shit. Crazy. And then that way, people would be like, "Dude, you need to come see these guys because yeah. you never fucking know what's." gonna happen that's exactly what i would do we need to perfect the performance mm-hmm. one of the best shows i've ever seen and it wasn't even one of the best musicians in the world it was alice cooper because mm-hmm. i saw alice cooper in concert mm-hmm. hands down to this day the best concert i've ever fucking seen in my life because yeah. he has actors he fucking does like all sorts of crazy shit he gets executed on stage at every single concert because he's also like a uh, an illusionist oh shit. so he'll actually they, they yeah. bring a fucking guillotine out on stage and they'll put alice cooper in there and then they'll cut his head off 
and then he'll come out and perform other songs. That's like, wild. It's fucking sick, dude. That's like crazy. they had this one coffin on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. That was just there the whole time. And then towards the end of the show, you see uh, Alice Cooper gets his head cut off with the guillotine. Mm-hmm. And then you see all the band members on stage. Like they um, like kind of like chase off the guys that, you know, like the executioner and all those people and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they will take like these body parts that are all around the stage and they assemble it inside this coffin. And then they take Alice Cooper's head and put it on the top. And then they, um, whenever they close up the coffin and mm-hmm. then they fucking play like some music and shit like that. And then smoke starts coming out of the coffin. And then Alice Cooper comes out wearing that outfit. That was <laughs> that's like, amazing. Dude, he cl- he fucking has like four outfit changes throughout his show. Damn. I've never changed outfits. <laughs> dude, for I've never real. Changed <laughs> yeah. He completely will change. Like he starts off the show just kind of in like regular, like almost like a t-shirt and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then like at one point he has like this leather jacket on and then he's wearing like, um, like almost he's like in like a straight jacket performing mm-hmm. and like there's a song he has called well he's doing like hour sets though oh you dude yeah yeah it's like it's like an hour and a half hard for like a local cat to pull off for sure for shit, sure but you could do like a, a micro version of something like that mm-hmm. you know like they have these one things that you can buy for halloween decorations this is an idea i've had for a really long time mm-hmm. so they have these things you can buy for halloween decorations they're like uh, pyro boxes mm-hmm. and then they're meant to just be outside your house and they shoot up like fireballs or they have a continuous flame Whoa. what i, I like would do house on fire well it, it depends though you can also adjust the height of the flame too okay. and so because it only goes up to it only goes up to six feet high okay but then you you can also make it so it doesn't go as high on the intensity okay. but um what i would do is i would hide those inside speaker cabinets so that way you're bringing these in yeah and then people just think oh okay it's just a pa system yeah. but then at a certain cue in the song you just have <laughs> fucking fire just shoot out these things that'd be crazy hopefully nobody's standing near it <laughs> Right. <laughs> we'll just you just make sure you have somebody on site right. to make sure like, you know, you would have to have like a couple people that would be helping you out with mm-hmm. that. But see, even as a small artist, I would still do that. Like yeah. I would still be like, bro, I'm going to have a really epic show and I need yeah. your help. And they'd need be fog. like, yeah, <laughs> right. I need fog. Yeah, dude, get fog, lasers, pyro, yeah. get all that shit, man. Yeah. That goes back to having a team. Somebody mm-hmm. has to do lights. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, also also becoming friends with the local house guy, the light person of the house, you know, that you can just that make knows. sure. Yeah, just make sure that they know your music because yeah. a lot I've met artists that they would reach out to the crew of a venue before they even played. Mm-hmm. They would actually go there and be like, hey, who's going to be running the lights? And yeah. they, they would give and them the music and then be like, hey, here's the sinks That's I the want. the right thing to do. 100%. Right? <laughs> That's the right thing Artists, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even fucking in the music scene. I want to help you guys out. Yeah. Like, come on. Especially a, yeah. especially a handful of rappers especially the handful which i'm bad at because i'm always in the house but I, when i'm out i'll introduce myself <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice it's, take my own advice the handful of rappers that i like to you know that i like to fuck with and have on the show and stuff like that when i you know i want to do what i can you yeah. know and i want to help spread the word if you also want somebody to introduce you before a show i'll fucking totally do that yeah. be like get the fucking people going real quick yeah i'm really good at getting we a crowd hyped like a, find a cross platform to do i'll 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 do a little set for the hippie speed. Ball. I appreciate that, yeah. man. Thank like you. So, tiny so one thing I really want to do, I actually tried to, I, I tried to look into this. It's just going to take a little bit more time and a team like we were discussing, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to put on my own music festival. Wow. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to have the hippie speedball music festival. I'll be tight. I helped out put, uh, put on a couple music festivals back home. See, that would be sick, man. So and I, I could, got, I got some, uh, I have a resume. <laughs> exactly. Right. We'll definitely talk because like it, it could be, I've had so many amazing artists on the show. Mm-hmm. It would be such a 
fucking who's who of Portland and other kinds of like, I've yeah. also had this one really great reggae band from Texas called soul tribe. I had their singer and their guitar player on the show. Mm-hmm. I could fly them in, Man, you know, that'd like be crazy bro. Yeah. It would be so sick. And I have like, um, yeah, I'm down to help, help you with that. And you could perform too, man. Yeah. Like, and it, because it would imagine this. So we got you swiggle Mandela, mm-hmm. scooter Rogers, Caleb Wildcard, Um, also soul tribe, uh, who else would be there? Um, Echo the Savage, mm-hmm. um, fucking a lot of people, yeah. a lot. <laughs> I would have to sit there with a list, but yeah. I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of like some of the best rappers in the city on the show yeah. and present company included. <laughs> and so, and and if also if I didn't like their music, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have people on the show. Yeah, for I've sure. had, I've had a handful. That's of a artists. crazy lineup, though. Right, that's, just that alone. That lineup is and, crazy. and there's probably away from me, away from me. Like take me out of it, but that lineup is. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> no, you're going to be in it too. <laughs> I'll, help you, I'll help you with it too. But and I would be it. such a fucking epic yeah, show. Like you could probably, awesome. like honestly, in my eyes, like you, we could probably fucking like fill out like Edgefield with that sort of lineup. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And then also, it would make it such an epic show for you guys. Like you would have this venue of thousands of fucking people now yeah. that you can just freaking perform in festival. Yeah, exactly. I'd have local fucking distilleries, breweries, food vendors, food trucks. I would literally try to get all of just like my favorite ones. Yeah. Whatever and it would, you need to make that happen. We'll talk. We'll get that. Let's rolling. fucking get that rolling. That like, hell yeah, that. dude. I want to maybe maybe that. shoot for like next summer. Yeah. Like, like that way it's a whole year of preparation mm-hmm. finding a venue comes together quick i've reached out to edgefield they weren't interested so okay. we'd have to find something else but yeah. but they'll, they'll they'll hop on oh for sure after the first one they're like oh fuck we missed our opportunity mm-hmm. but maybe i'll just be like nope nope like we ain't doing it now yeah definitely <laughs> chip on your shoulder type shit yeah. unless i get a significant discount they're like hey we'll just give you the venue if you want to put it here i okay <laughs> yeah sure thing bud right. all profit let's go <laughs> and make it known at whatever venue that we do get like thank you for opening your doors because we heard no's mm-hmm. we heard the no's everybody so that's that's a very very important thing that i want to keep doing as the show grows in popularity mm-hmm. because like and then now that then you know now you're included in this pool of family too so mm-hmm. like as the show continues to grow mm-hmm. like i'm still gonna have like all of the people i like back on the podcast yeah. so even when it's like Reoccurring. i'm going on like no jumper impulsive like i'm going on all these crazy shows mm-hmm. and then i have my own podcast it's still gonna be like hey bro come on the show yeah like when i'm getting like millions of downloads and shit yeah come back exactly and that's and that's one thing that anybody that also wants to work with the show as a sponsor too will have very good special privileges like very very special privileges for being the first sponsor we're talking like significant savings throughout the years like yeah i'll explain more when we get off the air but this was a great fucking episode part two absolutely (laughs) yeah and like i I knew it that would be no fucking problem at all man so before we sign off let's let the people know where they can find you man on social media and maybe any of the music platforms you're on um on instagram on twitter a little bit um find me on all social or all digital platforms um streaming platforms um i got a soundcloud um not really pushing that but um mm-hmm. <laughs> all streaming platforms where you can find me at sir underscore pete worth um i'm the only one fucking hey man it's great for hanging out with you bro and thank you everybody for tuning into the hippie speedball podcast it is joe your host with the most joe and i will see you guys next time peace, peace.